0: God, we just come to you right now, Father God, and we want more of you. In these times, Lord God, we just need your presence to saturate us right where we are. Whether it be in a living room right now, Father God, just touch your people. I just ask that you protect everyone that is watching right now. That you'd put a high hedge of protection over their home and over their health and over this community. We thank you for the protection. We thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. And Father God, as we turn our hearts to the Word today, may it be an encouragement to everyone listening to the sound of my voice that, Father God, it would uplift their faith, it would encourage their heart, and it would begin to transform their mind. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. So glad you're with us. I want you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. We're going to be looking at verse 24 through 27. I believe God wants to show us something in this verse and and speak something directly to your heart and to your home right now. The Bible says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. I'm so thankful today for everyone that calls Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior. Your life is built on a rock. But the Bible says the rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew, and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall. It did not fall. Because it had its foundation, glory to God, on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine, does not put them into practices like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. I've got a word for you today. Thank you, Melissa. And I want you to repeat after me. I know it may sound strange. You may be the only one in the house. You may have a whole family watching. But I want you to repeat these words after me. When it's all over, I'm still going to be here. (laughs) Glory to God. When it's all over... I'm still going to be here when everything church is said and done. And when this pandemic passes, when it all ceases, when the storm is over, just you be looking for me because I promise you I will still be here. Can you just comment glory to God right where you are? I'm still going to be here. You know, one thing that I, I think is especially important today Maybe more than ever in our country, as pastors are going online all over America, as people are listening to all kinds of things all over the internet, all of us as pastors and all of us as listeners, the teaching and the preaching right now needs to be stable. We need to be stable in what we say and we need to be stable in what we hear. Because what we don't need right now, church, is we don't need a bunch of fanatical pastors losing their balance, trying to explain the times that we're in and while this is happening. Now, me personally, I want you to tell tell you personally that I think truth has to be balanced. If truth is not balanced, it ceases to be the truth. And I think right now it's so easy for everyone to get caught up in extremism. Extremism in their preaching, extremism in their listening, reading and listening and posting and commenting on everything and anything in these times. And what I'm trying to tell you as your pastor is, yes, I seize the power of faith. I do not negate the power of faith, but none of us need to go to extremes. And what I mean by that is I'm hearing many good Christian people saying, if I get sick, I get sick. If I get exposed, I get exposed. I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. Sneeze sneeze, and cough on me all you want. No, 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 no. Don't sneeze and cough on me because that could be COVID. Amen. Cover your mouth. Cough in your arm. That could be COVID. But I want you to listen to me. I am a man of faith, but I'm living in our current reality. And in our current reality, it is tough right now. We're all going through an extreme time right now. So I don't care how many times you got baptized. I don't care if you can speak in more tongues than the United Nations. I don't care if you fast until you look like Twiggy. I don't care if you see visions of all the clouds forming over your house. And they formed into the letter J for Jesus. We're all going through the same thing today. And Christians all over the globe, around the world, they're going through a testing right now. Yes, we are going through a trial and we are going through a test. There could be financial problems in the future. There could be job problems in the future. We don't even know about the emotional problems that will come out of this. The depression that will come out of this. The grief that will come out of this. The heightened sense of vulnerability when we come out of this. But this is life right now. It is life right now. So it's not always, and it could be, I don't know yet, but it's not always a demon. It's not always a force from hell. Sometimes it can just be life. COVID-19, coronavirus is here Because sin entered into the world and the curse came over the entire world. And don't look now, but the rain is falling on the just and the unjust. The rain is falling on the foolish and the wise. The rain is falling on the believer and the unbeliever. It's raining all over the world right now. And I know many Christians. I've heard them crying out, God, why are we going through this? Look at me, because we're alive. We're alive. Jesus said these things will happen. And the Bible says that the trying of our faith produces patience. Patience produces experience and experience hope. Listen to me real quickly. Faith has no way to be tried in comfort. Faith has no way to be tried in comfort. If faith is going to be tried, it must be tested in the furnace of affliction. If I never go through anything, I don't know if I even have anything inside of me. Amen? Faith is never proven in the abundance of things. Faith is proven in the lack. Faith is proven in the tough times. Faith is proven in the dark days. And faith is being proven right now for every Christian around the globe. Because as the world shuts down, and as the economy goes down, those that have faith, they're going to be the ones standing and still proclaiming, Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Matter of fact, if you trust in him, would you comment right now? Yet will I serve him. Comment, Yet will I serve him. Glory to God. And I don't know about you, but over this past week, I feel a fight coming back in my spirit. At first I was a little bit worried but but now there's a fight coming back in my spirit. And, and I declare to the church of America it is time to stop crying. It is time for the Christians to wipe the tears from their eyes, eradicate fear from your spirit and get a fight back down in your soul. Glory to God. This is a war that we are in church. I love what President Trump said. He said we're fighting in an invisible enemy. Well, President Trump, listening to the sound of my voice, Christians have been practicing all of their life to fight an an invisible enemy because we know how to go to spiritual warfare with the unseen. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, but of principalities and powers of darkness and we've been doing it a long time. And it's time for the church of America not to faint, not to collapse, not to have a nervous breakdown, but to rise up in your spirit and say, devil, you are a liar. We will stand in this time with our loins girded up with truth and we will pray and we will worship and we'll get into the Word and we shall not be defeated. Can you go ahead and comment amen right now? I feel the glory of God. Listen, we don't have to panic. There's no time to panic. You want to know why? Because if your parents and your grandparents... Withstood not only recessions, depressions, and pandemics, and they didn't have online. And they didn't have computers. They didn't have as much word that is going on right now. If they survived it, then I am a believer that spirit-filled, Bible-believing, God-loving saints today should be saying, come hell or high water, somehow or another, when all is said and done, I'm still going to be here. Can you comment? Amen. I just feel the Lord in this right now. And what I like about this text, church, is Jesus is crystal clear. He is crystal clear for America right now. Because he's describing two people. The wise and the foolish. And any time in the Old Testament when it was talking about wise and the foolish, he meant believer or unbeliever. And Jesus said, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice... Is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. In other words, in this time, if you're feeding from the Word, you're hearing the Word online, and you're doing the Word, your life is going to be built on that rock. But here's the problem. Is Christians all over America may not be hearing and doing the Word. And I'm not talking about sinning. I'm talking about have we become so into the news. Listening to everything. That you have been overcome by what the world is saying. And it's choking out the word in your life. Because even Jesus said the cares of this world can choke out the seed or the word of God. Now I'm not saying you're bad to care. You're human to care. I look at the news. I care about what's going on. But the cares of this world right now, if you're not careful, can choke out the seed of faith that is planted in you. And and, and listen to me. We can either act like the world or we can act like the Word. If we keep listening to what the world is saying, we're going to be just as nervous, just as scared, And just as depressed as the world is right now. But Jesus taught that you must hear the word. And you must do the word. And if you're that kind of Christian right now. Leaning into the word and leaning into praise. Then you're going to be like the wise man that built his house on the rock. But I want you to watch something. And I want you to listen to me. Jesus went on to say, in spite of that man building his house upon the rock, guess what? The wind came, the water rose, and the storm came. Don't miss that because that's important. Just because we're building our life on the Word of God, just because we're constantly coming online, doesn't mean we're not going to go through anything. Jesus warned in scripture that even for the wise man, the believing man, the rain still came, the wind still blew, and the storm still came. Life is still going to come, and it's coming at us in every kind of way, but I'm telling you, in this time we will find out who built their life on the rock. Not because you didn't go through anything, but because when it was all said and done, you will still be in church when we open back up, and you'll still be standing on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. So if you've got that kind of faith, I want you to comment right now, I'll still be standing. Right now, just comment, I'll still be standing. Because I'd love to tell you today, that if you serve God, I'd love to tell you today that if you got baptized in grape juice that nothing is ever going to happen to you. I mean, who wouldn't want to turn on the internet right now and hear all of that from good, loving pastors? But I'm telling you, look around. We're all going through something right now together. But what I see in Scripture, and this is what I want to encourage you about. There's one thing that the wise men And the foolish man had in common. They both built something. They both built something. So externally they were walking around and they looked the same. They both went through the same things. The wind, the rain, the storm. But listen to me really closely right now. If the man had not been wise. If the man had not been a true believer. In the middle of the storm, he would have judged things too soon. And if he would have judged things too soon, he would have looked up to heaven and said, being wise does not work. And what I'm hearing in the spiritual realm is Christians saying, obviously being a believer doesn't work. I can hear Christians right now saying, here it is raining on my house, God. Here I am losing my job, God. I served you. I served in the children's ministry. I gave my tithe. Why are we going through this? Why is it raining on my house? But listen to me right now. If that's you, don't give up because it's not over yet. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. You can never judge anything in the middle of the storm. You certainly can't trust your mind in the middle of the storm. You certainly can't trust and depend on your own judgment in the middle of the storm. And if you don't believe me, the Bible says judge nothing before it's time. Judge nothing before it's time. Hang in there. It's not over yet. We must stand still, church, and see the salvation of the Lord. I know it's a pithy saying, but the Bible, or uh, you you hear it all over, he may not come when we want him to come, but he'll be right on time. And I'm saying, God, it's it's about time, amen? Comment just right now, right where you are. Say, everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. I'm I'm telling you right now, as your pastor, I'm not worried. I'm really not worried. And you may be thinking, how can you say that, Pastor? You don't know what's going to happen. You know, you're right, I don't. I don't know what's going to happen day to day. I don't know what's going to happen week to week. It may get bad, I may have to raise a garden. It may be crazy, and I may have to go hunting. But all I know is no matter what, as I build my life on the rock of Jesus Christ, when it's all over, church, every one of us is still going to be standing. Amen? And maybe, just maybe, it's time for us to reconsider our priorities. Maybe, just maybe, we need to learn that the abundance of life does not consist in the things that we have. The Bible says naked you came into this world and naked you're going to leave this world. So no matter how it turns out, church, this preacher will do a victory dance because in the end I'm still going to be standing through it all. Can you say amen right there in your comments? And I want to show you something. The difference between the wise and the foolish man was predicated on what he heard and what he did. Don't miss that. The difference between the wise and the foolish man right now is on what you hear and what you do. Bottom line, the difference is between the wise and the foolish man is how are you feeding yourself? How are you feeding yourself? That's why the Bible says, do not be conformed to this world. Do not be conformed to this world means right now in these times do not allow the world to form your attitude. Do not allow the world to form your opinions right now. Do not let the world uh, 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 conform you to their disposition. Because that's what the Bible calls conformity to the world. Do not be conformed. The Bible says be transformed. And don't look now, but we're seeing the world go a certain way. Don't go that way just because the world's going that way. You need to resist the temptation to think like the world is thinking. And listen, we're fighting right now. And for some of you listening to the sound of my voice, the devil's telling you some things. The devil's telling you, you're not coming out of this. The devil could be telling you, you know what? You're not going to make it through financially. You're going to lose everything. The devil could be telling you right now, you got COVID. You just coughed and sneezed. I don't know what the devil's telling you. But if you start allowing those voices to be the source that you are eating from, you will gradually conform to the world. And the only way to stop being conformed to the noises in your head and to the noises that you see from Facebook is how do I get transformed? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind with the Word of God. Can you comment right now, I need a new mind? And I bet you somebody right now listening to my voice, you've been reading so much news and following so many things, you need a new mind right now. Now listen, if we're going to get a new mind, we can't feed off old stuff. And look, it's okay to watch the news. I watch the news to follow out what's going on. But a steady diet of everything, every single day, that's not going to give you faith. Listening to the news, thumbing through Facebook, I'll tell you what that gives you, indigestion. I'll be real with you. It gives you indigestion. It makes you nervous. It gives you anxiety. You can't feed your faith feeding off fear of the world. I I challenge you, take a day. Take two days. Turn the news off. Cut off the negative comments through your Facebook news feed. Get some soul food. I'm not talking about collard greens and cornbread. I'm talking about the Word of God. Get you some soul food. We are in a fight, church, and we must feed ourselves something positive and something good. That's why the Bible says in the book of Philippians, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are praiseworthy, think on these things. He would have never given you that Scripture if He didn't think you had the power to think on those things. He's given you the power to think on those things. He's given you a sound mind. Amen? So think on those things. This is not a time to hang around negative and nasty people that every time they text you, it's gloom and doom and despair. No, don't even look at the text. Find somebody that you can get in your life that is talking faith. Find somebody that you know uh, knows how to build up your spirit. Because I'm telling you, when it's all over, you're still going to be here. I'm still going to be here. And if you want to be here, go ahead and hit that like button right now. Listen to me. You got to protect this mind. The news will tell you all kinds of crazy things, like we're headed to the Great Depression. And if we are, then here's my philosophy. We'll all be broke together. We'll all be broke together. Everyone will be broke. Everyone's going to lose stuff. Everyone's going to be the same class. No more poor, middle, and upper class. We'll all be the same class. And what I'm trying to tell you is you've got to say something back to the negativity. You've got to start training your mind to say something back. You've got to fight back the negative thoughts. Why? Because if you don't say anything back, if you don't look at it from a different perspective, the devil will try to overcome your mind with foolish talk. And the Bible says we need to be wise, we need to hear the Word, and we need to do the Word. And as we do the Word, we're fighting back in the spiritual realm. And I'm telling you, church, the fight is on. That's why I've been teaching and, and preaching and, and sending you worship music. That is why for some of you, you've recently come to Northfield Church and you feel like your spirit is being built up. You know why? Because we're feeding you soul food. Soul food that you know that when the enemy comes in like a flood, then the Spirit of God will lift up a standard against it and you will find that when it's all over, you, like me, will still be here standing on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. I mean, just look back over your life right now. Look back at how many times you, 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 you were going through something and you thought you weren't going to make it. Look at how many times that you faced those dark days alone. Look at all the things that you went through. How many times you, you laid in bed and cried yourself to sleep. You, you stayed up worrying and you couldn't even figure out the problem. But don't look now, you're still here. And if God brought you through all of that, church, then God's going to bring you through this as well. I wish I had some sort of survivor listening to me right now that would just hit that like button to where I know you're a survivor. This is no time to be a a lily-livered, panty-talking type of person. It's time to get around people of faith. and you Get around somebody that has been through something and made it through and let them encourage you that you're going to make it through this. It's time to get your faith back, church. It's time to go into the devil's territory with, with the praise and into the devil's territory with the prayer and get back what he stole from you. I declare to somebody listening to the sound of my voice right now that you've been sitting up at night. Tonight, you're going to get sweet sleep. Lay down and say, God, this is your problem, not mine. You've got to fix it. And I guarantee you, he's going to fix it. You've got to say tonight, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but only lean on Jesus' name, on Christ, the solid rock I stand. Amen? Go ahead and comment amen right there. I mean, I can just imagine right now what the devil's thinking. I can imagine that the devil's saying, are those Christians still meeting Is that all those Christians singing in their homes right now to a TV screen? Is that all those Christians right now still listening on? You mean they're still standing? Yeah, devil, we're still standing. We're still standing. And let me tell you what God wants to see in this time. I promise you this is what He wants to see. Because He's seen enough of us praising God when we got the brand new job. He's seen enough of us. Praising God when the blessing came. He's seen enough of us when we shouted and danced because somebody got healed. What God wants to see in the time that we're in is somebody that'll stand up and praise Him in the middle of the storm. Somebody that'll just lift their hands and close their eyes and say, God, no matter what comes my way, yet will I serve you. No matter what comes my way, your praise shall continuously be on my lips. That's what he wants to hear from the Church of America right now. As the musicians come, don't tune me out because the best part's yet to come. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to First Kings chapter 17, verse 12 please don't tune me out. I believe this is the best part of the message right here. I think there's some important things that I want to share with you. In 1 Kings, I want to remind you of the little Old Testament widow. She had no husband. She was raising a son. She was in the middle of a famine. And she was in the middle of a drought. And God sent the prophet Elijah to her house. When Elijah got there, this is what she said. In your Bible, she says, I'm gathering a few sticks to take home. I'm going to make a meal for myself. I'm going to make a meal for my son. I'm going to eat it, and we're going to die. You know why she said that? She said that because she was listening to the world. She said that because she was foolish. She was watching what was going on in her community. She was watching what everybody else was doing in the middle of the drought. And everybody else was conforming to the world. And listen to me. When you conform to this world, you will always respond like this world. When the world started going down, she started going down. And listen to me, this, this is really important in this time. God didn't stop the famine. And God didn't stop the drought immediately just like that. Why? Because if God stopped the famine and God stopped the drought just like that, it would mean that God can only help you when the world starts coming out of this. God is bigger than this. And what he's showing us in this is church, I'm going to keep you in the middle of the storm. I'm going to keep you in the middle of the storm. And watch what Elijah said. Don't miss this. He said, first, make a loaf of bread for me and bring it to me. Then he said, make something then for yourself and your son. He said, for this is what the Lord, thy God of Israel, says. The jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends the rain on the land. Now listen to me. It didn't run over but it never ran out in these times it may not be pressed down shaken together and running over but the word says that he's never seen his children go begging for bread your supply will never run out but she said elijah i'm just down to a handful we're going to eat this and me and my son are going to die and elijah said no take a handful and bake some for me first. And I know what she was thinking and I know what some of you were thinking. Pastor, this is the worst time to take up an offering right now. And that's not what I'm doing. What I am trying to tell you is that God was stretching this widow. God was getting this widow to get her priorities straight. God was getting this widow to get her focus right. And when she did... Her jar never ran out. During the entire drought and the entire famine, all she knew is that whenever she needed a handful and she needed some oil, it was always right there for her. And let me tell you something today. I don't know how bad things are going to get. Push may come to shove. I don't know. We may get down to a handful. We may get down to nothing extra. But God always has a way of giving His children a handful when you get your priorities and your focus straight. Now watch this. The widow and the wise man survived by not allowing the trends of this world to dictate their thoughts and to dictate their life and to dictate their actions. Do not allow the trend of the world. Do not allow what you see and what you hear to dictate your thought life, your behaviors, and your action. How do I do that, pastor? Feed from a place that the world is not feeding from. Feed from the Word of God. Listen to me. The prophet came to the widow. The prophet gave her a word. She heard the word and she did the word and her flour and oil never ran out. She did something totally against the trend of the time. She thought she was going to die, but she transformed herself. She heard the word and she did the word and she got what the word said. The wise man's house stood because he heard the word and did the word. The widow woman survived because she heard the word and did the word. And it reminds me of Job, even in the Bible. He lost absolutely everything. But he heard the word and he obeyed the word. And watch this. His foolish wife said, Job, curse God and die. And I bet you Job got to thinking If I can say something with my mouth that makes me die, surely I can say something with my mouth that makes me live. His weapon, when everything was taken away, you read it, it was His praise, it was His worship, and it was His prayer standing on the solid rock of God. Church, we are in A spiritual battle. We do have an invisible enemy. And I encourage you. Your mouth is your weapon. I declare to you today in this battle. Your mouth is your weapon. The Bible says there is power of life and death in the tongue. The worst thing you can do right now. Is to get on for three seconds. And tune out to get on for 30 minutes and tune out. You should be intently listening to the pastor. You should be intently listening to what the Bible says. This is not a time to shut up the Bible. It's not a time to shut up the online meetings. This is not a time to shut up your praise. This is not a time to shut up your prayer. And it's certainly not a time to shut up your obedience to the Word of God. When you do all those things, listening to the Word online, opening up your Bible, opening up your lips to praise, bowing your head to pray, and hearing and doing the Word, believe me, when it's all over, you'll still be standing. Listen to me. If you're watching online and you haven't built your life on the solid rock of Jesus Christ, We just read a scripture that says there's two people, wise and foolish. And we see what happens to the foolish. He built his life on sand. And in the end, his house didn't stand. If you're listening to the sound of my voice and you want to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, it's very simple. The Bible says all those that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Bible says if you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for you, was buried in the ground for three days, rose again, and sits at the right hand of the Father. All you have to do is to believe in your heart and confess right now with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. If that's you, just comment right now, I'm giving my life to Jesus, Pastor. I'm giving my life to Jesus, Pastor. We'll find your name. We will message you. We will help you get your life started to build your life on the rock. Now it's again, no time to tune us out right now because as a family, we're going to go out of here and worship. Do not shut down online. Do not shut down your praise because right now I want you to enter into spiritual warfare as we sing this song. I'll be right back to pray for you.
1: And be still And there is a healer. And his love is deeper than the sea. And his mercy is unfailing. And his arms, a fortress for the weak. Let faith arise. Let faith arise.
0: Tell Tina, thank you for giving your life to Jesus Christ. If you're right there in your house, give her a big old hand clap. Give her a thumbs up right now on Facebook. We're so glad you gave your life to Jesus Christ. Anybody else who wants to give their life to Jesus that's tuning in, just comment right now. I want to give my life to Jesus. We can still touch lives, church, through the internet, and that's why it's so important that you could continually and faithfully give to the church that you attend. If you're watching online and you attend another church, make sure you faithfully give to those. We have a family that calls Northfield Church their home. I want to encourage you to text to give, give online, or mail in that giving because I'm telling you right now, the light, the beacon of hope, the church of Jesus Christ must reign on i want to pray for your family i want to pray for you we're going to go out on a uh, just a high song continue to watch us through the northfield private group of things that are coming this week i guarantee it's going to be great but let me pray for you father right now in the name of jesus we use the power of our mouth to speak life over the houses We pray, Father God, for the Davidson family right now as they're suffering some sickness in their home. We pray right now that you would heal that home in the name of Jesus. We pray for everybody watching this service. We plead the blood of Jesus over the doorpost of their house and over the doorpost of their hearts, Father God. I just pray right now that nothing shall touch them in Jesus' name. We continue to pray for this community, Lord God, that you would put a high hedge of protection around us. We continue to pray for our leaders, Father God, that you would help them to make the wise decisions and not the political ones. We pray for every church in the panhandle that people will continue to be faithful to their church. And not a single church in the panhandle would suffer any financial crisis. I pray for the pastors that scramble around week to week to make their services still go online. I I thank you for all the pastors in this panhandle and how they're joining together. But right now, Father God, we lift up our praise in the spiritual realm and we push back the enemy. The Bible says from the uh, lips of infants, you have ordained praise to push back the enemy. And right now, your children are going to go out praising. And as we praise, let's just see in the spirit the enemy backing up. COVID-19 backing up, the deaths in America backing up in Jesus' mighty name. We love you. Carrie and I are praying for you, and we'll see you right back here next Sunday at 1030. Would you worship with us as we go out?
1: Our God, a firm foundation, our rock, the holy solid ground, yes, the nation rise and fall. Kingdoms once strong, now shaken. We trust forever in your name, the name of Jesus. We trust the name. you